Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shauna McNeil. All right, here we go. We are finally in our new podcast studio. You can check out the before and after on our Instagram at Intentionally Disruptive. Our series this month is called On the Gram. We are talking to Instagram influencers who have built a following and a career by being intentionally disruptive. Our first guest for the On the Gram series is life and business coach, also the host of her own podcast. This is a tongue twister. Make your passion pay you. And she's also the founder and CEO of Hat Club. It's Lindsay Nadler. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shonda. So, so excited to be here. And I love that you're local. <laughs> I don't have to do a Zoom podcast. That's like, that was awesome. I'm like, yes, yeah, she's here. She I could bring her into the studio, the brand new studio. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, this is such a beautiful studio. I don't know if you guys are doing video on here, but this is so cozy. I love it. I mean, this is like podcast studio goals. This is just amazing. We are building it up to do video. That's why we kind of went in and and our um, awesome graphic designer for the podcast, she just walked right in and said, this is what we're going to do. And here we are. And then we're going to work in the lobby. Um, I do apologize because when we started doing this, we started working on this early spring. And then we had our first heat wave last week. We realized we don't have air conditioner. (laughs) So we have it, but we didn't realize it was broken. So that's next on the list. So like, I'm glad that we're doing this earlier. So it's not so hot. Yeah. So we're not just like in a sauna box. Oh my gosh. So we we can't run the little fans because obviously we get the background noise. Anyway, let's get into you (laughs) You, because you have an interesting story. Uh, I'm pretty sure I only know about 2% of it, but you started, you went from being a police officer. Yeah to now an influencer. How did that happen? Yeah. So, you know, I'm actually a college athlete. I played collegiate softball, D1 softball, and was an athlete my whole life. And I just always had this desire to do something really important. Like I wanted to change the world. And I also had this dream of being like a female assassin. Anyone else? (laughs) Like, did anyone else like grow up dreaming of being a female assassin? I wanted to be a veterinarian. (laughs) (laughs) like a cool spy or something like you know you see all these like you know power women in their power suits like jet setting all the world like killing bad guys I don't know that was just my dream (laughs) and that's how it all started yeah so I thought you know police force made sense I wanted to do something important I wanted to change the world Um, I started there but then I quickly realized that this entrepreneur at heart you know I've always been a hustler I've always grew up in an entrepreneurial home that a very strong female in a paramilitary organization in the Bible Belt South, um, male-dominated organization, yeah. Oh, yeah. probably wasn't going to be the best fit for me. And I love my boys and my sisters in blue. I love, you know, my foundation there, but I'm an entrepreneur through and through. Yeah. I don't follow the rules. And what I learned really quickly was that a lot of the work that I was doing as a police officer was very reactive and not proactive. Uh And so, 
it was just kind of, I just felt like, gosh, I just don't really feel like I'm making a difference. And so I got married and um, things began to change in my life. And I found this network marketing company, kind of cut my teeth in entrepreneurship there as well, built this network marketing company, uh, was able to retire from the police force, replace, triple my income, leave that. And then that kind of just like started my entrepreneur gig. I learned so much in network marketing, built a huge team, built a huge business. Um, I really thought I was going to be like this fitness guru, right? Okay. (laughs) Like, because you're an athlete at heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Athlete at heart, police officer, you know, very physically demanding. I was always doing like boot camps and a side hustle with personal training here. And I thought I was going to be like this fitness person. Yeah. Right. And then um, I had this moment where I really felt like God was calling me into something else and wound up. Um, I mean, the story is crazy, Shonda. I'm like, how much do you want to know? I want to know everything. Uh, okay. I, the more details, the better. Yes. I like details yeah. because this is interesting. Yeah. You know, and so like, I think everyone that's listening can understand that when you live an intentionally disruptive life, you have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to go where you feel like you're being led. And, you know, I was in the, at the height of my fitness career. I mean, I mean, I had an ebook before Instagram was even uh-huh, a thing. Okay, yeah. like I was selling weightlifting belts. I'm like doing <laughs> online courses. I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm like fitness queen. Okay, yeah. And then I like through this crazy series of events, I felt like God was calling me to literally walk away from all of it and like put it all on the shelf and start this nonprofit and lead this nonprofit where uh, we actually helped rescue um, survivors of sex trafficking. And so I had this huge background with that from my law enforcement days and like the community really came together down in Louisiana where I'm from. And like, it was just crazy. It was like, I don't know if any of the listeners can relate to knowing you are called into something, but like not really wanting to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. But knowing like you have to do it and it's way bigger than you and to trust. I mean, like I was literally like going to like walk away, like in my prime of what I thought was going to be my life. Uh Right. Um, but there was just another plan. And so I did, you know, and I fought kicking and screaming. And where did you start the nonprofit? In uh, Louisiana, Louisiana, where I'm from. And so, um, it's on the I-20 corridor. So human trafficking, you know, is huge. And so we worked with local law enforcement there and, you know, founded and started this nonprofit that was very successful in two years. If I'm, if I have any nonprofit listeners, you guys know how difficult that is to have it up and running donation led paying employees. And so, it's interesting, you know, that where I'm here on this podcast, and we talk so much about health as well. Uh-huh. So during this time is when my workaholism, my <laughs> addiction <laughs> to adre- you sound like me. To adrenaline, yeah. my yeah. addiction to how fast can we do it? Let's get it done. Yeah. My health came to like a screeching halt. So you left the health and wellness yes. behind yes. to do this calling, right? Yes. You started in a, and it's like super successful, super quickly yes. within two years, you say. Yeah. And now your health is deteriorating. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like I was in shape. Like it wasn't like, I, I mean, I'm like. You're mentally exhausted. Exactly. Yeah. It was 100% stress, mentally exhausted. My gut was a mess. I had adrenal fatigue, could barely get through the day, could not get through a workout. I was doing CrossFit and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it was just taxing me. Uh, my immune system was shot. I was getting sick yeah. all the time and was in a really bad spot. And my functional medicine doctor actually put me on a mandated sabbatical. She's like, you can no longer run this nonprofit. You must Somebody else Take is going to have to figure it out. Yeah, You've got to, you know, get your health in order. And so 
Were you okay with that? Or were you, no. str- were you, were you would you go I was kicking like, and screaming? I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I can't just walk away. Like, all of these people depend on me. Like, oh my gosh, like donor, like this whole thing. And so, but I had to, I had to. And again, I feel like the universe has always got your back. God's always looking out for you. We had a similar organization about 30 minutes away that we were able to merge with. We merged uh, nonprofits. They're now doing better than I ever could have done it. And that allowed me to step down and really, really focus on my health. And it was during that sabbatical that the mission and the heart behind what I do now was really born. Because like during all this whole time, I was like coaching people. I mean, I've been coaching women in some shape, form or fashion for, you know, over a decade, whether it be fitness, whether it be life coaching, whether it be businesses. I mean, I've built multiple businesses, multiple income streams, um, built a nonprofit. My experience is very varied. Um, You know, one of the things that we did when we would you know, help survivors out of human trafficking is that we had this whole, you know, like coaching program to help them heal and and get back and, you know, work through all of this trauma. And so my heart for women and seeing them empowered, seeing them Um, break free from all of the things that were holding them back has always been huge. But it was during this time of focusing on my health and resting and leaning in and um, to my passion and my assignment and how that shift, the message behind what I do today, you know, was, was born. And so I think that we live once life is very precious. That's Mm -hmm. something that I've learned as a police officer. And then through my work with, with women is that in a moment, your life can be gone, you know, that we have this one life here. And I think it's way too short not to go for it, not to do what you love, not to to figure it out. And, you know, we don't have to choose um, dreams or <laughs> dying. Right. <laughs> like, right. We don't have to die in pursuit right. of our dream. There doesn't have to be this giant struggle and crash and burn. And you can do things a different way. And so. And when you say you leaned in, when you were in the healing process of trying to yeah. figure out, you know, what you're going to do next, what do you mean by that? What did you do? Like that's, yeah, that, that, that's tough. And I'm asking because my yeah. transition from hosting morning radio for 20 years yeah. to now being a VP of communications for a wellness company. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't even remember that nine months in between. I, I felt like I was basically in this, I don't know, just a daze. <laughs> what do I do? Because I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a yeah. go, 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 go. How can we figure it out? Um, I want to help people. I want to mm-hmm. do. I just want to do so many things. I want to live life to the fullest. But I also fi- find myself drowning in helping others, and not taking care of myself. Totally. Like I'm, I'm absolutely that. But what did you do to lean into that? Yeah. So for me, you know, obviously, I, you know, from a practical standpoint was working with a functional medicine doctor, started taking, you know, some CBD and great supplements and doing all of the stuff. I did yoga instead of CrossFit, you know, like really just like simple, the basics of of health, right? That's from a physical aspect. And then mental and emotional to really speak into what you're saying is I had to embrace stillness, which I think is very difficult for us, um, that you're safe in the stillness. Because what I learned, Shonda, was that through all of this, you know, my whole life I had been performing for my worth, 
right? Yeah. Our worth as women is Based caught up in how much do you yeah. do? How much do yeah. you achieve? You know, perform, perform, perform. And I grew up in a very dysfunctional, traumatic household. And so literally, and you know, what I've, what I've learned is that so much of our activity is a trauma response. Yep. It's trauma. It's safe in the movement because when you're still and safe, you could be abused, you could be hurt, you could be, you know, all of these things. And for me, literally the way to escape physical abuse in my household was you do right. Like you perform, you make good grades. You're and sometimes really, that's not even enough. Yeah, that's not even enough. Yeah. You're the athlete and yeah. that makes you feel good. You know, uh, well, when I'm doing all of these things, then I'm good. And what I'm, I had I'm to loved. learn is that I'm enough. And not only am I enough, but I'm powerful beyond measure. And my enoughness is because I'm a human, because I'm a woman, period. There's yeah. no, I'm not enough because I've achieved X, Y, the Z. I'm not enough because of I helped this person or that or whatever. Like I'm enough as is yeah. in this moment, still messy, <laughs> imperfect. Right. You know, there's, n- there's no, I'm not hustling for my worth anymore. I know who I am. And I think it really shifts when we then, that's step one, is understanding that you're enough right now. And then that's baseline. And this is one of the things that I teach inside my course, Boss Moves, for women, because how do we get off of this, right? How do we be boss? How do we be the CEO? How do we rise in our power without sacrificing our health, without, you know, moving from a place of trauma? So knowing you're enough is number one. And then number two is realizing that it's really not only are you enough, but you're so powerful. And if you really understood and embraced how powerful you are without fearing if some people are going to judge you or if it's safe for you to be powerful, you know, everything begins to change. Hold up. Here's one thing you need to know. Hi, I'm Ryan Riley with Micro Formulas. We create products to support people in their personal journeys towards healthy living. Let me introduce you to my friend, Abby. After cancer treatment, my struggles um, mainly had to do with my ability to be present with my children and have the energy that I need to be the mom that I wanted to be to them. The first time I heard about microbe formulas was from a good friend of mine after treatment was complete and I was in remission. Um, She just noticed that I was lacking that pep in my step and offered the products to me and I took them and within three weeks I just kind of noticed a return of my energy. Microbe formulas taking their products really helped me reestablish that energy so that I could be more involved, so I could go back to being the mom that was participating and making those memories. Visit us online at microbeformulas.com. Welcome to the real you, Microbe Formulas. Intentionally disruptive with Shonda McNeil. Now, how do you know that women you're coaching will be successful. Like, I think oh, yeah. because, because again, being not, I mean, not a people pleaser, but just wanting to help people and seeing and knowing that they have, they have it. They, they have something in them. Everybody has something in totally. them to be successful. Totally. And I'm guilty of having a hard time letting go of people giving up on them. Mm. I want them to succeed. So when you're coaching, what do you feel like is your biggest obstacle? How do you know they're going to be successful. And have you ever fired anyone? Like, I'm not working with you anymore. Like, we can't do this. You're not doing anything to change your behavior. Like, what are you like? Yeah. No, you're coming back to me with the same things. What how, What do you what are your boundaries with that? How, yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. So number one is 
having a really good pre-qualifying process. And the, the key to that is not taking on a nightmare client in the first place, is really pre-qualifying through what I teach is your content on Instagram, your vibe, your energy. You know, I really like to speak to the hero in my copy and in my messaging and not to the victim, um, which is kind of an art and a science. But really, like, it's like I'm not available for that. Right. Like, I don't attract I'm, – I'm not available for any type of victim thinking or excuse making or – um, you know, hot mess, struggle bus mentality. Right. Like <laughs> when you come to work with me, <laughs> like people pretty much know from my podcast, from my mess, they're like, okay, she, <laughs> she's not messing around here. Like this is not going to fly. You know, Do you so, make them sign a contract? Like yeah. I will not hear excuses. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm the no BS business coach. And like people know that. And I mean, I think I probably had one nightmare client. And the reason that I had that nightmare client was because I did not stick true to my beliefs and values. And I thought, well, I can help this person. Yeah. But they have to want it and, and help themselves. Well, some people can lie to themselves, have a lack totally. of complete self-awareness. Totally. And you fall for it going into it. They, they pre-qualify, whatever. And then they, you get into the throes. You're like, uh, oh, oh, this wasn't no. this wasn't an aligned fit. This was but not. One thing that I always try to tell my clients, too, because this is interesting within the coaching industry, and I think just Instagram and influencing and online marketing, is people tend to put – um, coaches or people that they see with larger followings on a pedestal mm-hmm. or they, or just leadership. We tend yeah. to put our leaders on a pedestal. And I'm like, listen, I ain't your savior. Don't put me on a pedestal. <laughs> right. I, I'm an imperfect woman who is going after her dreams. And so are you. But like, I am a leader, but I'm going to fail. I'm going to mess up. I'm, I am living my life out in the open, but I want you to know that you are powerful and your results are up to you here. Uh You know, if you've signed up for coaching, if you've done this, you're responsible for getting the support and the help that you need. I'm the guide on this journey, but you've got to walk, like you've got to take the hike and you've got to carry your backpack. You know, if we're if we're climbing up this mountain together, I'm going to be right here beside you. I'm uh-huh. going to tell you what's next. We're going to go together. But you got to carry your backpack. You got to yeah. walk up the damn mountain. It's going to get heavier and heavier <laughs> if you don't take care of your stuff. Yeah, I can't yeah. carry your backpack for you. So, And what do you see as the biggest? Because I don't think people realize how hard it is to be in leadership to begin yeah. with. I mean, leadership, you, you have this goal to get there and be there and, and run things, have a team, build a team, whatever. It is tough. Mm. What do you see? What do you like see with people and what their biggest challenges, especially women uh, being leaders? Um, I think it it goes two ways. I think awareness is everything. I wrote that down. Yeah. Awareness -awareness. is key. You you have to know thyself. You Mm -hmm. have to be aware and emotionally intelligent. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so it's like I think there are there there's that. And then I think like the lack of awareness is probably the the number one thing that gets in a way. And then the other thing is that uh, going back to the power issue, Mm -hmm. you know, as women, as a society, we have not been taught how to manage and steward power. Mm -hmm. You know, power has been a dirty word, right? (laughs) You know, power has been a scary word, you know, and even all of our examples, I mean, look how vilified powerful women typically are, you know, in, in the media, in Disney movies. I mean, Uh, hell, I just watched Cruella, you know, or the devil wears Prada or it's like to be powerful means that you have to be evil, have to be evil. Uh And that is so the exact opposite, because that's actually not true power. You know, true power is, in my opinion, confidence and secureness and divine love that flows through, you know, confidence says I have nothing to prove here. 
Yeah. And as women, that's, you know, typically we're tr always constantly trying to prove, right? It goes back to that thing. So it's like feeling safe with your power that you are the steward of immense, immense, immense power, if that makes sense oh, at absolutely. all. And that it's, a, that it's safe. Yeah. Like we're powerful creatures. We are. <laughs> As, so like, I think we, uh, we fear, well, what will it mean if I am a leader? You know, what will it mean if I, you know, one thing that I hear a lot from women are like, like, it's too much. Like I won't be able to rise to the occasion. Right. That's that whole mm -hmm. fear in your power dynamic. Instead, this is safe. Now, I always rise to the occasion. I love um, Abby Wambach. I don't know if you've, if I haven't, you, if you're familiar with her, uh. she's like Olympic soccer player. She wrote this book called The Wolf Pack. She's like a motivational okay. speaker, but she's always like one of the things that she says is um, like, give me the ball, which I relate to because I'm an athlete. Yeah. Right. She's like, I'm Brene Brown. That's, that's my go to. <laughs> Brene I Brown's love Brene. my yeah, I she, love Brene like too. she is so my good. go to. We actually lived right down the street from me when I lived in Houston. Oh, so cool. My son went to school with her kids. Oh wow! And before she was even like famous, yeah. and you know, the, I absolutely adore her, and I, I relate to her so much. Yeah, especially like public speaking and just mm -hmm. vulnerability and things like that, like on a, on a whole new level. God, I love Brene. Her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, uh -huh. that's like on my reread list. Uh -huh. Like I think everybody needs to read that like once a year. Absolutely, <laughs> it's and it's not, so it's not a, it's not a big book. I mean, no, it's, not pretty, at all. it's pretty short. That's my um, favorite one of hers. I love you because you are real, but you're positive. Thanks. That, that's that's a that's a great combo, obviously. And I I, I want to know, like, do you, is there anything that you wish people would just shut up about? Like, what what's going on now? You just you're tired of hearing about it. You wish people would just shut up about it. Oh man, there's so many things. <laughs> what? What am I allowed I to what am I allowed to and talk I'm about on here? Because <laughs> I was just asked this question this morning, and I'm like, huh, mm. that's an interesting question. What do you wish people would shut up about? It, it just because this is the world that I'm in constantly within online marketing is I wish that people would shut up about complaining about um, the way that marketing works mm. or the way that like my husband, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the way that business works, like. You can bitch about it or yeah. you can be about it. Yeah. Like, especially I, I see this dynamic with women, which is just, a, it's such a result of just the patriarchal culture that we live in. It's like, it's so easy to tear someone down, to tear another woman down or to like look for flaws or to like, to look to see how she didn't respond right or she didn't do this or she didn't do that correctly. I mean, I've just seen... Women are so nasty to each other. Yeah. Why, it can be. And it's like, yeah. why is that? You know, like a man does the same thing. You don't have a problem with it. A woman does it and you're going to tear her right. apart. Like, again, lead yourself. You're afraid of power. You know, you are you're like you're, you feel like you have something to prove here. So I wish that women would would shut up about like trying <laughs> try, like tearing other women apart. Like, listen, here's an example. I, I feel like I'm not even making sense, but no, here's an example. It, there's, there's a lot we do. So like there's the so show. like there's the camp within online marketing to where people like love to make fun of influencers. Like the typical influencer, you know, right. the they're just jealous. That's why we're doing that. That's exactly why we're doing this series is because people are interested in influencers, but they don't want to come out and say they're interested in it because they're just jealous. They see all the all the followers, what they're doing, all the cool photos, yeah. everything. It's like, and like come that's on. such a great example. The cool photos. Like, well, that's not real life. <laughs> like you're only showing your highlight reel. Like, you know, like. I'm like messy bun, get it done. Um, I have four kids. You know, I can't have a six pack abs and a beautiful, you know, husband and this man. I'm just like, oh my God, like stop it. How about you just say, hey, good for you. 
<laughs> right. I Clap. know. And Clap. be okay that your bun looks like Trenchbolt from uh, like, what's it, Matilda? That's yeah, what my, like, that's what my bun looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like I can't do a fun, messy bun. I'm just trench bolt. Look at the principal. Either. Oh, either. Yeah, just like clap for people more yeah. than you compare. Like stop tearing people apart on the internet. We're all doing the best we could do. Exactly. You know, and yeah. I think one thing that happens when we see successful women or any influence or anyone who's living their life vulnerably or has achieved a measure of success, whether that be money or whatever people dehumanize them. Yeah. You know, and they would, you know, they get that uh, internet courage where they're like, their thumbs are going to town. Like, you know, to my face. Exactly. Say, come on, come let's to my, go. Like, come to my house and tell me that. Be at this address. <laughs> like three minutes, let's go. It is like so interesting. So yeah, I wish that people would just shut up about trying to find what's really going on behind the scenes and like, just like, clap for people yeah like love it's okay. people love people it's not, like, yes that's it absolutely you know what i wish people would shut up about is me buying a hat mm. the, the brimmed hats what are they called because you, you're the pro at this because you yeah, have so you just have our hat club yeah ceo hat club wide brim rancher hats we've got ranchers we've got boaters we've got fedoras what i like to say is like this is big hat energy life this is um cool girl CEO style, like oh, you gotta Lindsay. have a hat. It's it's oh. it's different. You put on the hat, you know, this confident, powerful woman starts to show Lindsay, up. So, yeah. I don't know. I have tried. I every all my girlfriends have them. Some on the uh, podcast uh, social team, uh, Jesse who does social, mm -hmm. Michaela who does our, our our graphic design for the podcast. They all look so cute. Can do it. I have went to a hat store. Mm -hmm. I'm like, make it work. Nope, I I actually feel the opposite, <laughs> and it's so crazy because my mom, maybe my mom's in my head. You talking about childhood trauma? Yes. She's in my head going, Shonda, you have a Mongo head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can laugh no. about it now, but she was like, I had this tiny little body and this big old head, and I I, I love wearing ball caps. I'm too yeah. I'm totally cool with ball caps, but when it comes to the big brimmed rancher hats, yeah. nope, I, I I have not. I've yet to find one that fits me yeah. or that looks good on me. I feel. Yeah, well, we can definitely help you with that. <laughs> At CEO Hat Club, for sure. Get you in. If you have a larger hat, we recommend a boater style, which is round. Obviously, geometry. It has it has more room in it. But I want to address something that you said about, um, you know, me not looking good in it. Yeah. And I would say that that's like a bold face lie. It's oh. so interesting how yeah. as women, we have all these rules again around like what right. we can and can't wear, yeah. what we can and can't do. And one thing that we really help our customers at CEO Hat Club do is like, okay, because you bought the hat, now wear the damn hat. Like, <laughs> you know, they're like, I just don't know if it looks good on me. I'm like, <laughs> it looks great on you. Like, you, like wear the hat. Oh, like, you've gosh. just decided you're not a hat person. It becomes like an identity, right? Right. Like, I'm, well, I'm just not a hat person. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, wear the hat. Yeah, I need, I need you to look change great my, I need to see, yeah, I need to find a hat that fits my Mongo head. Yes, <laughs> we can help you. I need to be and more comfortable. And rock the hat. Rock the hat. All right, we're going to play a little game. Okay. It's called Get Ready For It. Okay, ready. Guess what Lindsay and Shonda are saying. Okay. Now, this is where you can win. Uh, we have an awesome gift pack from our amazing sponsors, Microformulas. We have a Microformulas products and a $100 Amazon gift card. Right, Jesse? Amazon gift card? Yep. Okay. All you have to do to win is follow us on Instagram at Intentionally Disruptive and comment on the post that says, what are Lindsay and Shonda saying? Now, the first person to follow and then comment with the correct answer wins it has to be correct either myself or Lindsay. Now i gotta get ready for this i promise these are clean 
If you ever have uh, played the game Speak Out, don't say you're saying without your mouthpiece in. You grab one of these. <laughs> That's from your Instagram. Mm -hmm. This is my mantra. There we go. You can grab one out of there. Okay. Okay. I got to cut out your post-it note because they're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Here. You see Ah. Oh, you, you got it? Hey. Uh -huh. Beautiful. It's beautiful, Lindsay. I like Shonda's where your teeth aren't in it. Okay, I gave you your host a note on what you're to say. All right? Okay. So again, guess what Lindsay and Shonda are saying, and you could win like a gift <laughs> Here we go. Lindsay is at first. So Lindsay, read your post-it note with your mouth face. <laughs> Healthy, wealthy, sexy, Kind. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm the worst. All right, here's mine. All right, it's not here. It's pink. Oh God! Did you get that? What one? are you saying? <laughs> no. All right, that's it. You get good more time. What? Go good <laughs> more time. Healthy, wealthy, sexy, kind. <laughs> I like snow stuff and face. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate so it. So fun. I loved oh, it. I just Thanks, got guys. slobber all over the podcast table. This is so great. <laughs> I love it. I just broke us in. I broke the studio in. All right, coming up next week, we continue on the On the Gram series with Mr. Build It. Alex has his own podcast called Next Door Neighbors, a YouTube channel called, of course, Mr. Build It, and a huge Instagram following. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.